0: Welcome back to another episode of the Street and Lawn Podcast. Today I am Zach, not Pierce. Pierce is off uh, around the world gallivanting across Europe on his honeymoon, and so today I am joined by the one, the only, my former boss, Caroline Darney. Caroline, how are you today?
1: What up? Congrats on the new role, by the way. I mean, oh, thank you. Been on the pod since took over everything. <laughs> Finally ousted Brian. Finally. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Finally. No, we, it, it worked out. We, we we got him out. We got rid of him. Slack room is still a problem, but
1: oh, I'm still in there. That's that's yeah. a you're in there till you die room. So that works out. Yeah.
0: So uh, today, I think we're we're gonna do a, a lacrosse heavy what?
1: podcast. Yeah. <gasps> I think we're. I mean,
0: there there's definitely been um, some football news. A couple of transfer guys uh, coming in um, that, that that look to help the team in the fall and, and obviously some other spring sports news. But well um, uh, the
1: season opener against Tennessee next year, super exactly exciting.
0: as well. It'll yeah, be in, it'll in be Nashville. fun
1: for for Arch to play it, his yeah. know, uncle's alma mater for Right, first yeah.
0: Payne can come and watch and it'll be a whole family <laughs> it'll be affair. it will be great. Yeah. It'll <laughs> be fun. Um but today we are talking about Virginia versus Maryland, men's lacrosse, uh, this Sunday at 2 30 in the ncaa tournament quarterfinals um uva beat brown this last saturday uh i believe 17 to 10 off of yep. a an eight goal run in the third yep. third fourth quarters that
1: game was tied um, 9-9 folks Yeah, if you were not watching him 7-7 at halftime 9-9 partway through early third quarter and then as Zachary said, final was 17 to 10. So
0: it was, it was quite a, fun a strong, four,
1: Yeah, strong second half for the Hoos.
0: Absolutely. And so now Virginia, as I said, gets number one undefeated mm. Maryland. Mm. You might've heard this story before, um, but you know, Caroline just start us off. How, how does UVA win this game? I mean, Maryland looks curious.
1: <laughs> um. It's not impossible, right? but it they need to play nearly a perfect game. I think the game against Brown showed me a lot of things I wanted to see, one of which was much better shooting than they had had down the stretch, and a much healthier Connor Schellenberger. Um, he looked fantastic. Actually, that was his best tournament performance. Um, maybe not in terms of like, you know, like if you look at the national. Nash- championship game, like those have bigger stakes because national championship right. game. But in terms of sheer numbers, just his four four goals, four assists was were the most points that he had put up in any of his previous four NCAA tournament games. So when you think about You're just saying
0: something because he's had well, he's saying six goal yeah. games. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So he finished with only seven in that game. He only dished out yeah. one assist against Georgetown last year. But you know, it's, it's the yeah, what a bum! Can't believe they yeah. kept him around for another year. Um, I think part of it for me is like. All I wanted to see for that Brown game outside of a win is I wanted to see... They had 16 days, I think it was, in between the finale against Lafayette. And then since there was no ACC tournament, which you can argue potentially impacted the absolute disaster show of a bracket that was created. um, We can do a whole segment on just how terrible this bracket was. Virginia's not go on the road to play the eight seed ranking this year. They should have been like the six or seven. That side of the bracket is... I don't say a joke cuz well, that's too strong of a word. But I think there was a tweet someone I forget who tweeted it but they said like the number of championships won by the half, top half of the bracket and the number of championships won by the second the bottom half of the bracket is right. dr- like drastically different or even yeah. if you do final four appearances um right.
0: and that's also because all the blue bloods are out of the tournament except for like Virginia and Maryland I guess
1: and well that was some of my buddies that for the win were like oh who's in it this year? is Duke in it I was like nope Nope. (laughs) is Syracuse in it nope Hopkins nope (laughs) but Hopkins didn't deserve to be but Syracuse um but you look at I just don't know how you watch that what was it Rutgers Harvard and think that Notre Dame shouldn't have, been. and yeah, I'm yeah. not. And, a and, and Cornell, like, Ohio
0: State, right? Like, I don't think either of us are like Notre Dame. No.
1: Like, like, not you will never proponents. hear me feeling sorry for Duke. Like,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, and but I mean, I they think, should
1: have made the tournament.
0: I mean, Duke has a claim. They beat us by like eight or nine goals. Like, I'm not,
1: yeah. you know. I, I think... Well, you know how I feel about this, because people were right. like, "Well, oh, Virginia was on the road because they lost to Richmond and they lost to, and they lost to Maryland and they lost mm-hmm. to Duke." And I was like, okay, Maryland had like multiple years of postseason anger to unleash upon Virginia in this one regular season game. So fine, do whatever you want, Maryland. Um, And Virginia always loses to Duke. I don't care. To me, that no longer says anything about how good either program is. Do I want to beat Duke? (laughs) Do I want to beat Duke? Absolutely. Uh, But Virginia has lost to Duke when Virginia is clearly better. They've lost to Duke when Duke is clearly better like it's just it it is what it is like I no longer use it as a measuring stick of whether or not Virginia is good or bad and then you look at the Richmond game and obviously Rich oh man oh man you want to talk about yeah all yeah. Richmond had to do was clear that ball all they had to do yeah, was clear yeah. the ball and they're in the, they they should be in the second round but um you know when you lose Matt Moore and Petey Lasala mid-game that's a when huge he was
0: nine for ten that game
1: yeah and then we proceeded clear, to win like three
0: more face-offs yeah.
1: Right. So, and this is completely sidetracked from what you asked the first time around, but it's just frustrating to it's frustrating to have to play Maryland at this point because I think just about everyone I've talked to and people whose opinions that I really uh, admire in the lacrosse space have said like this is the championship game. These are honestly, if Virginia doesn't beat Maryland, I do not see any other team in this tournament that comes close to even
0: challenging them. I mean, we saw Sunday night a more interesting game. Than Brown UVA turned out to be with number. I mean, suppo- they don't seed the last eight, well, 10 teams, but 15 seed essentially Delaware upsetting yeah. two seed Georgetown. And Georgetown, I believe 15 and one, like yeah. a step down from Maryland, everybody understood. But I think that they were perceived to be. I mean, we were even yeah. talking before that game. Wait a minute, how do they get the two seed again? Just because of that big East yeah. schedule. But that's what <clears throat> it plays into that idea that is, is anybody else really capable of? Of beating Maryland, I mean the
1: problem. The problem with the way that this tournament has shaken out, and this is you know this is also something that college football runs into, but not as much unless you have like the UCF type years, because right. what we're trying and and also lacrosse schedules differently than football does. They don't schedule forty five years in advance, um, but lacrosse has. So you look at Virginia's schedule and like Lars Tiffany, we talked to him and, and he was saying stuff like you know maybe I'll, he's going to have to look at how they're scheduling the non con because when you have games against the ACC, you anticipate you now have four, six. four to six games against right. teams that are ranked. In So, like, I don't know if they're, they're going to do the same play two teams multiple times next year. They might be. I think then they're switching them. So then instead of Syracuse and Carolina, we'd get Duke okay. and Notre Dame twice, which but, wouldn't hurt. <laughs> uh, but <laughs>
0: yeah, But true.
1: it's this whole thing of you anticipate all of those, like, all four of the all five of the ACC schools—I meant all four, not counting Virginia—but all five of the ACC yeah. schools were ranked in the top twelve to start the season. Um, right. With four of the five been the top six. Obviously, you can't play yourself at number one, but you think you have all these games against top five opponents. You're not going to go right. out and schedule a bunch more because you need to have games where your guys can kind of fine-tune things right. and you know warm-up right. games and kind of you know you want a nice one for Senior Night. Um, And then you also think, like, oh, we've added Hopkins to the schedule. Well, Hopkins isn't the Hopkins of our fathers. (laughs) Like, it's not the one that's in the final four every year or whatever. But then you have Maryland and, you know, Richmond's a pretty, like, Richmond's a challenge. So that's a great middle. That wasn't a,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's great. They were 13th in the RPI.
1: Yeah. That's not a bad team. And so you look at it and then all of a sudden Syracuse is trash. Carolina's trash. Like, and you, and you handle them like you you should. Hopkins is big trash. Like, you handle them those teams that you like the way you should have they didn't have a bad loss to Carolina or Syracuse or Hopkins um but all of a sudden like the resume is not as strong so then you start looking at how did the ACC's overall resume get so much lower than say the Ivies and a lot of it came down to like so Penn beat Duke in overtime like that held so much weight and we're talking like Penn scored with a second left and then won in overtime so, like, right. again, and I'm not saying that Penn is not better than Duke or Duke, whatever. I'm just saying, like, that's how close that game was. And those games then carry a whole bunch of weight in the if postseason. If Duke had beaten Penn. Then Duke and Notre Dame Notre Dame. Like, that's literally what it comes down to. Because Notre and Dame I mean, won't beat Penn Duke
0: twice. And then you say, okay, Penn beat Georgetown, right? So, that was a big Well, Princeton.
1: Princeton beat Georgetown. Princeton. Okay, yeah. Princeton
0: beat Georgetown. Yeah. That's my bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think Georgetown beat Penn by, like, two goals. But, yeah. yeah. Princeton beats Georgetown. And you say, okay, what – was georgetown really because they have their one loss to princeton and then beat up on a bunch of pretty mediocre teams i think notre dame was like their best win they beat notre dame in richmond and credit to them for beating richmond i don't i mean it's a tough team but like it's sort of a everything is in a vacuum for this big east and ivy schools and i mean the acc didn't do what the acc needed to do this year there's no you
1: know yeah well you know i think that the i think Carolina is a tough one for me to look at because obviously Chris Gray is one of the best players in the country this year just yeah. from a like straight being able to score standpoint Carolina's defense struggle but I, I guess I'll say like it's like when the big 10 like ACC big 10 challenge right like you'll have all of a sudden like the big 10 will win five games by a bucket and then right. the rest of the season is oh well the big Ten's just really good so when they lose to Northwestern they're like well, the, the Northwestern is even right. the bottom of the Big Ten. We're talking, yeah. Which yeah. is, like, and this, this is, is what they do with the Ivy. Like, yeah. Harvard should not have been in. Um, I don't think Penn is a three seed. Were they the three? No, yeah, They, were the, they, were, they the were the three. A three.
0: I think I, that makes absolutely Princeton and Brown. no sense
1: Princeton. to me. Right. Um, but I think Brown was probably. It's hard to tell Princeton because they. B was did not I mean they're just not as good of a team and they just kind of stood around on offense so it's hard to really say like oh Princeton yeah. is super I mean Princeton but, and
0: um and Yale did I mean they, all, all three Princeton Yale and, and Pence th- theoretically had cupcakes you know I mean Richmond yeah. we can go back and, and forth,
1: two but, of them almost lost right like St. So. Joe's like made Yale look silly for most of that game well nobody played defense that game and that's the thing it's like so it's all this is to say, it just kind of sucks that it ends up that Virginia and Maryland. And so, some, some people were saying, like, I don't, I keep hearing people say, like, Maryland fans are like, I can't believe, like, that they should be upset. I'm like, like why would you be upset? Like, yeah. <laughs> although it, I could, okay, so the last, do you know the last time Maryland beat Virginia in the until I don't know what year. Oh, God, were you born? It
0: definitely wasn't. 2011, because no, and then we weren't in the tournament for a couple. It wasn't in this decade,
1: the last 12
0: years at least, when I started paying attention to lacrosse.
1: It
0: was 1997.
1: Okay. Um, and so there is this like a long, you know, long way to come back to what you asked me, which is how does Virginia do this? Uh, Virginia does this by hoping Maryland doesn't play a perfect game, and and you can impact that. Like the defense needs to be much much better with their slides. They cannot let Keegan Khan do whatever he wants this time. Right. Um, you know, and look, I will say like the final score, Maryland dominated that game, but there was a a stretch in the second half in which Virginia was making it a game. Like I think you yeah. take out within it four. A four is generally four is generally my if it's yeah. within four, it's within reach is always my kind of like
0: yeah, you I, win I three, you win two or three faceoffs in a row. Yeah. You get lucky on defense. You're in the
1: game. Yeah. Um, and then they scored one of the 10 man ride goals. Um yeah. and and so you know, it wasn't well actually I was gonna say it wasn't Noones' best game, but he had 15 saves. Like he he did everything you could ask him to in that game.
0: That's just the Maryland
1: offense. He I mean, he got just... peppered with like 53 shots or something and, Mar- and Virginia only took 34. Like that's right. gotta change. Uh, I I will say you got
0: bullied at the face-off
1: yeah Petey got worked he but also the problem was he had two early violations in the first half and so therefore they're taking now that you got to be careful so you don't get the 30 second penalty every time so it just it was the perfect culmination of just like not a good game from Virginia it's definitely the worst game they played all year even I I will say I didn't I didn't get to watch a lot of the Duke game because I was at the Grand Canyon so And it was it was not yeah it was not one that I was like going back to and being like let me see what happened because no um but I think the Maryland game was clearly their worst game of the season and part of that is Maryland's really good I'm not gonna lie like I wish I could lie to you and say they were overrated they're not they're really good right they're really damn good um it's gonna have to be you know they played I thought they played a great tempo game with Brown Brown likes to go fast and yeah. Normally, you say, like, oh, isn't that what Virginia LaCrosse does? Like, that was Lars's thing. Like, that's what – and he does. But they've definitely slowed it down to more controlled chaos right. under Lars. And, you know, they managed to not have as many turnovers. They were taking much better shots. Right. Um, I mean, you the just kind of have to get the best from everybody.
0: Right. I mean, the first half of that Brown game, they were definitely, like, head scratchers. I mean, they they, they, they turned the ball over 20 times, which I think probably yeah. your ideal number is more like 13-14. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lars talked about how they – the number one thing they said when coming in is we're not going to talk about turnovers, but against yeah. Maryland, you know, I think probably we're praying for 60% of the faceoff wins. Hopefully. Oh, that would,
1: I would take 50.
0: Fair. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> are mean like, I would yeah, take yeah, yeah. like,
1: if, if well, think it goes 50, 50, I think that's where you have to have it about 50, 50. You have to have probably, yeah. You probably have to have about 12 to 15 saves again from noon's.
0: Yeah, no,
1: just, um, and It's a lot to
0: the, put on a freshman goalie, but
1: the thing, and and but he looked, and I, oh man, he looked so good on the road at Brown, like just like oh, he, he was, fan,
0: he was stepped fantastic.
1: up, and the, and the other the other part of it was the defense gave him shots that he could handle, and that's it what they need a, to do again. You cannot give him, you cannot give Maryland these doorstep shots. You cannot give them right. like, you can't give Northwestern seven or seven. Yes, if they beat you by, like. Some ridiculous, like somehow got it off shot, like whatever. I can live with that, but I cannot handle if like they're doing crummy slides. And I do that. I think the D and here's a part. Cade Cade Sawstadt. That was the first game, after he had to wear the brace, so he was not yeah. 100% by any means, and and that does matter in the grand. Scheme. And I felt like there was another injury. I looked and I was like, did Jeff Connor not play? But he played in that. It. it was um Ben
0: Ware had just gotten hurt. I think
1: Ben Ware just gotten hurt. Um, I just like the wing play has to be. Like they've got to get the ground like it's all of the basic, and this is the stuff that I, I love saying all these things and I know it sounds so like caps and obvious, but it's also all the stuff that Virginia does well. Like generally, and that the the coaches understand is important. Like you gotta win, you've gotta win the 50 balls. You got and I think it's just gonna be a matter of like this. Uh, I don't know. I I, uh, <laughs> I just am, yeah. it's also during graduation, so FML. <laughs> Like, yeah, our ceremony, our Darden ceremony starts at one fifteen. The game's at two thirty. Um, so guess who's gonna be streaming it? Yeah, yeah I mean,
0: yeah, the, I think. And notice, like, what we haven't talked about is like the offense. You know what I mean? It's like I think <laughs> yeah, we're kind yeah, of just, yeah. like, assuming. Oh yeah, by the way, Connor Schellenberger, would you mind putting up another eight points and maybe Matt Moore, like, going twenty nineteen on everybody's ass and like you know scoring on no angle shots like it it, the offense was great against brown like yeah there were definitely there was definitely a period in that first half where it was like we cannot score and settle to offense right now and maryland probably has after probably has a top three defense in the country i would say yeah Yeah. um definitely
1: top five yeah if not top three yeah and
0: and so you know i there's also going to have to be some midfield scoring like, you're
1: yeah. going your yes, like like to need Jeff Conner. Yes, 100%. And he played great in the title game last year. Jeff Connor was a difference yeah. maker there. Um, so, this is basically, like, for those who aren't familiar or listening and just kind of curious, Maryland's, like, top three in both offense and defense, and Virginia's, like, top eight in offense and defense, or top nine. Like, so they're not far apart. Um, what Virginia can't do is the – if you finally get possession – or you get possession like you can't have any of these like force the feet into the short stick D-mitty on the crease type things early you know what I mean like I don't hate those plays I'm not saying don't don't they, like Noah Chismar and Grayson Saladay like they're good enough to score and do these things but especially in a situation where like I think in the first game there were a couple of times where Maryland had like a four goal lead and like they were just kind of working it around and all this stuff and then they'd finally get the ball back from Maryland down three or four goals and instead of taking advantage and working the clock and getting a good shot they're all of a sudden like just ripping one in transition with no backup or something like that and you're like this is not what the defense needed because they just played for you know 80 seconds and finally got a stop like um so that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for early um it's gonna have to be you know there's gonna be a lot of so their coach, John Tillman, is already saying, like, oh, we have to go in with the underdog mentality. I'm like, y'all are undefeated. Yeah. Number one, like, for most of the season after, since, like, since they beat Virginia, basically. Well, no, they got it before that. They got, like, second week for no reason. They got because um, they beat
0: High Point by, like,
1: eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, buddy, you don't get to play the, the underdog card. No. This is, like, my, one of my favorite things in sports It's like, the one who's, like, Oh, everyone always doubts Steph Curry. Like, who? Right. Who doubted Steph Curry in the NBA? Like, yeah. okay, maybe as a sophomore at, at Davidson, sure, I'm with you. Right. But like, that's what I'm not, you know, Maryland's made the finals a bajillion times. Their, yeah. their problem is they just can't.
0: They can't. Ex- I mean, they're, they're the UVA basketball
1: of. Okay. No, they not. Of, like, Easy. May Lacrosse. Easy. <laughs> Easy <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> Pre- um, yeah, yeah, no. And so but, I will say, like, there is potentially that um,
0: Gonzaga, maybe.
1: Yeah, that's probably a better. Um,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: The I'm just trying to say, like, there's there is something to be said about this. Is almost like the Duke Virginia dynamic in lacrosse, where it's like there's something to be said for having those tournament wins consistently over them. Like that is yeah. a thing that that exists. Um. Because, and you can point out, you know, obviously Virginia beat them in the title game last year. And I think there was a little bit of overcoaching near the end um, with how John Tillman lined up on the wings and some of the, they didn't take the, they didn't just throw the ball out of bounds and get the man up sooner. Like there's a few, so I'm kind of like, if those things kind of add up in your head type thing. Um, I mean, John Tillman's a great coach. Like you don't end up in the title game that many times without, but I'm just saying like there might be this sort of like, um they're still obviously mad about 2019 and the shot that went off the pipe but as I've said multiple times before yeah I was like look did that hit the pipe probably is that Virginia's fault that it was called a goal no uh it's not like they were playing in a backyard they're like it went in count it like the refs counted it like I don't know what you want Virginia to do it's not that commercial where the kid's like it was out on me coach like whatever um but the fact remains in that game, Maryland was up five and decided to burn clock. They did not when, run when we offense. were
0: winning faceoffs. When UVA was when we Virginia had winning draws.
1: faceoffs. They didn't. Right. They didn't win a single face-off down the stretch. I think PD won eight or nine straight, including overtime. So I just don't want to hear that that was the reason you lost. You didn't lose because the refs called that a goal. Not to mention the fact that you had a goal that counted when dude was in the crease. Like you don't seem to have it. This is like double dribble all over again type thing for me. Yeah. Like oh, you want to call that one specific thing at the end because you think that's the one thing that made the biggest difference? Well, how about we and, go through all of these little things that add up over time? Um, right. So that's where and I'm it's like, like, Virginia can do it. They can. And it,
0: it's not even like that was the game-winning goal. Like, Maryland, you had opportunities after that was scored. No. You know what I mean? Like, there
1: was, you know, a minute and a half left when that happened. Right. And Virginia won the face-off and almost scored the game-winner in regulation. So, like, whatever. Right. Um it's just there is definitely a history, and there's Virginia definitely has some players to do it. I think if you get, yeah, you need something. Who's gonna play? They had a huge catalyst in that game named Ryan Conrad. Like, right. You've got to have a. You've got to have one of your guys be a dude. Like, right. And Somebody they have plenty, plenty of capable dudes on this team. Plenty of yeah. them. So it's just a matter of who's gonna step up, and they've just all kind of gotta they've got to shorten this game as much as possible, I think. Because um, yeah. Maryland can quickly quickly run away with it. And it, that's the biggest thing, in my my opinion, is keeping it close early. I think if they do that, then they have a chance. If Virginia wins this game, they're going to have to like really pull me back down to earth about potential yeah, for a I, three-peat. Oh, because, oh my God, absolutely. woo buddy. Woo buddy. Right. Because- I am going to
0: Yeah, on the other side, you have Penn and Yale. No, excuse me, Yale and Princeton, correct? Yes, Yale and Princeton. Yeah, uh, they would face the winner. That would be the semifinal game. And then on the other side, love Delaware. They upset Georgetown. They're not doing anything in the national championship game against Virginia, if they make it there. Um, And then you have Cornell, who I think is nothing. Um, And then you have Rutgers and Penn. The only team that really scares me is probably Yale, just because mm, they've done it. I was going to say Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers. But they also, I mean, if we're beating Maryland, Maryland just beat Rutgers by, like, 10 in the Big Ten Championship game. Um, but I, I think Yale, just because they've been there, done that with a couple of guys, and they have Matt Brandau, Brandau whatever, however you pronounce his name, who has 98 points this season.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. you know...
0: They, they, they have guys that, that have, I think, I think there's still guys there who won that 2018 team with COVID and all that, or at well, least Andy Sherry.
1: one an important one that isn't, yeah, one important one that isn't is TD Ireland. <laughs> and, right. Uh, that, to me, is, I, so all of the remaining um Ivy teams, I like in a potential matchup just because none of the Ivies except Brown was particularly good at clearing. And so we got the one Ivy that was actually good at clearing in the game in the first round. Um, and none yeah. of the defenses are particularly good, if we're being honest. Right. Um, and so yeah, I think... 15 to St. Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I look at it, the only one that really like worries me is probably the physicality of Rutgers. Um, yeah, yeah. But but otherwise anyway that's we're getting way ahead of ourselves and not really I'm not saying like we can't talk about stuff we're not the team it doesn't matter if we're talking about these things it's just a matter of this is the de facto national championship
0: in my opinion
1: and and according to a couple friends I've talked to feel similarly just because it's a shame that this is the quarterfinals um yeah part of me is like well at least it's in the quarterfinals and if they don't win then I have my Memorial Day weekend back to just go see Top Gun Maverick as much as I want but um which I will be doing (laughs) thank you um, but yeah, I just think, you know, it sucks that this is the, when they're meeting, but if Virginia wants to win a national championship this year, they're going to have to beat Maryland, whether that's right. now or on Memorial day, um, if they were yeah. across the of the bracket. So it's just a matter of like bragging on whether or not you got to X, Y, Z number of final fours or whatever, but it's a lot easier for me to take after the last two seasons, because I think yeah, Virginia has no clearly established themselves as,
0: this is a bonus. Like, if we yeah. beat Maryland, it's like, oh, okay. Well, we're just like, that's just what we do now. We just yeah. run this whole thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have.
1: Oh, God, it would be the funniest thing that ever happened. Oh, it would be <laughs> like, honestly it would just, every- we would have,
0: like, I don't care. Like, we would have talking points over Maryland just for eternity. It's like, yes, in the last three NCAA tournaments, we beat you
1: guys. If Virginia, Maryland, that might be. I might be more happy about that than yeah, I might be more happy about that if it happens than my actual graduation.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, blame you.
1: Dead serious. Like if we have Virginia wins, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'd be like, what was the biggest thing that happened to you today, Caroline? I'd be like, Virginia wins lacrosse again.
0: <laughs> and um, then we'd so knowing yeah. right no, like Virginia sports. Us. Yeah. But no, I mean it, it it's definitely like a if it happens, it's a it's a party, and if it doesn't, okay. Well, we'll run it back next year with the understanding that basically the entire core is coming back with likely some nice additions in the transfer portal, and then a pretty good uh, recruiting class coming in with the number one faceoff guy, um, one of the top attackmen, and one of the top midfielders in the country. I believe that both of those yeah. attackmen and are top five, um, yeah. and so there's no real holes that will open up other than. Matt Moore which is not something to be taken lightly but still no, not like, at all. there's the talent there
1: this is just gonna this is how it's been with Virginia lacrosse forever right it's just like even yeah. if you just lose one guy usually that one guy is you know it yeah. was like that with with Krause a couple years ago or Conrad um, yeah I mean Con- yeah Ryan deal, Conrad but... that was a big deal um, yeah, it, it's Connors just always kind of yeah and so I think they this is this is the way that it has always been minus that stretch of just tough tough use it's just like continual reloading and I think most of the guys will take a chance to come back and use the COVID year um so you could legitimately see everybody except like just Matt Moore since he's on his COVID year come back right
0: um and, I, and I've heard things so I mean like it, it doesn't like Lars told us Speedy's coming back which is a masterpiece of the bubble. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, PD's
1: definitely coming back, which is awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, and Um, then you look at the, like, you look at um, obviously Connor's a redshirt sophomore, Um, Cormie is a redshirt junior. So right. they're coming back. Yeah. So you have your attack basically set. If Xander Dixon comes back as well, that would you know just add. You have less of this. Whether you want to go back anyway, this is like future podcast discussion. Because right now yeah. running the two quarterback system with more and Schellenberger has worked obviously very well. Um, right. And you know you've got a clear like your goalie has proven that you have your next four year guy. Um, and if it should be good succession planning for PD to get a little help next year with, with like the. Number one guy coming in, um, yeah. But bring all of these pieces. Like anyway, I'm not saying it, it. I think Maryland's favored by four goals, four and a half. The problem um, sounds right. feels, man eh, That's little, that's right? Maybe, maybe. I think it's I would a put low. it at three. I guess. <laughs> this low? is how I'm trying to go in. This is how I'm trying to go into it. Yeah. When I'm you say low, do you
0: mean it. you mean they beat us by more than four?
1: Yeah. No. I'm just I, trying to I just think I'm of just Lars' emotional hedging, then. I'm Here's emotional hedging. This is what this is.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing that we don't talk about with Maryland is that in 2017, which is Lars's last year at Brown, Maryland upset Brown in the national semis. That's true. So I actually just that just popped into my head. Lars has just been beating up on Maryland recently because he was mad about that one result when they took advantage That's of Dylan like having like a 20 CL anyway
1: uh, um but Lars only does it when it matters when really tournament.
0: exactly well, he just says I will give you the regular <laughs> season game but use it as a learning experience I, now here's I win. the thing.
1: I feel it's it's weird to say because they again lost by 12 Oh yeah. yeah it's weird to say I feel better going into this one because they lost the first one I'd feel much better if they lost by like four <laughs> right but I mean, I'd rather if Virginia had won the first one I would be terrified even more right. terrified than i am right now right. going into if we
0: if we'd won by one i mean this game wouldn't be in the quarterfinals but no i agree also true. if we'd That's won by one true. and then lost to richmond and duke
1: and like maryland. syracuse or something and it ended then up again, in the same if whatever. we beat
0: maryland we're having a completely different conversation about this yeah, entire tournament. 100%, 100%, but 100%. but like i get it yeah i get what you're saying Yeah, um,
1: just i guess it's more like i think in terms of basketball where it's like oh you face right. villanova in the regular season like if you beat villanova in the regular season i'm more worried going into the matchup or right. worse say like the words we never were supposed to say out loud ever again syracuse in 2016 Virginia beat them twice that season and I was like I don't want to play them a third time yeah I was like I don't want to play them a third time because even though the numbers have proven it to be not a thing I still think that the um it's difficult to beat a team three times in the season thing is real like that's in my head like I can't yeah unthink that but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah
0: we shall see what happens um elsewhere just briefly in the spring sport uva world uva baseball just cleaned up a series against clemson with a chance to host a regional soon Um, both men's and women's tennis teams are headed to the elite eight
1: the only Um, school with both still alive
0: yeah uva women's crew uh just took home their 12th straight acc championship uh no big deal, big deal um i believe that that's it i believe softball's out and, and women Women's oh golf
1: golf is in the NCAA title match i yes. think that starts Thursday, yes. yes. and then men are in yes. regionals right now right
0: so uh lots of things to be happy about in the uva sports world even if maryland does get lucky and beat the in the NCAA tournament for the first time in 25 years um so best of luck to them to them not uh not choking another one against us and uh we'll see if connor schellenberger can you know you know, continue his run of greatness and, and really solidify himself as god um with that caroline thank you so much for joining me today thank you all for listening hopefully pierce will be on here soon uh so that i don't have to keep editing these podcasts all right with that uh go Hoos.